Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Comfort Zone, the podcast that redefines personal and professional development, guiding you through change the easy way so that you can live your best life. And my name is Adam Kowalik. Have you ever struggled with making a decision? Feeling stuck between two or more options, not really knowing which one is the right one? As a life coach, as a human being for that matter, decision-making and the effort of trying to figure things out is a very common theme in my life. Take, for example, my work supporting people as a life coach. A typical situation is someone coming to a session, having to make an important decision in perhaps whether uh, to quit their job or not in order to go into business for themselves. I like to start things by looking at what the real problem is for them. Like, what is the cause of this challenge? And it's often not what they first think it is. The typical explanation is often, I need to make a decision and I don't know what to do. That's my problem. And when we spend some more time on this, we often get to a very profound yet simple truth. And it's this truth that I want to help you see today. What tends to make our decision-making so troubling is that we see the decisions as a choice between two things, when the reality is that often there's many more potential options and outcomes to consider. I've talked about the dangers of black and white thinking in a previous episode, and the point I'm making here is similar to that. The mind would love to simplify things in such a way that it comes down to basic binaries, a choice between one or the other, an either-or choice. And just as with the black and white thinking, what is more helpful in order to navigate life and decision-making is to instead consider both and. One thing that I get to do in my profession as a life coach is to hold space for what's possible for the people I work with. I get to hold open the realm of possibility for them. A realm where anything could be possible. Because often we are simply blind to our own strengths or potential. And so one of the powerful things I do is to introduce and entertain the both-and concept. Like, if someone comes to me with a typical either-or scenario, I can either quit my job and launch my own business, hoping it will go my way, or I'll have to stay in my job, grinding it out for the next few years until something better comes along. In a scenario like this, it's clear that there's an either-or reasoning going on, and it's actually limiting the potential of the individual and is making the decision feel very absolute. It's either that or that. Nothing in between, no second chances, nothing else but this or that. And so I get to interject the both and. What would it look like to do both? You launching your business and you keeping your job for some time. What would that look like to you? Often something new enters their minds, an insight. And now they can see things they simply couldn't see before. 
The next time you feel stuck between decisions, widen your options. Another helpful thing when making a decision is to set clear decision criteria, which I've kind of spoken about before on yet another episode of the podcast when I was talking about how your values can be the building blocks for your dream life. Identifying and aligning with your values is to live true to what you value and it becomes a valued life or in this case a valued decision. Knowing that you value adventure and growth and recognizing that the decision you're about to make one of the options is not only limiting adventure and growth but actively decreasing it will perhaps make the decision less problematic for you to make. If you think that setting some criteria for your next decision could help, then I invite you to ask yourself, once you've identified some of your core values, making this decision, will it take me closer or further away from my values? See what comes up for you. Here's the hard truth. Some decisions you'll make will turn out to be quote unquote wrong. How could it not? If there wasn't a chance for getting it wrong, it wouldn't have been much of a decision to begin with, right? So it is important to not just remember, but more importantly to accept that you want to be prepared for decisions to not go as you first thought and to proactively adapt and adjust if and when things go a different direction. Things will happen to you that you never intended to happen. It's called life, and life has a great element of uncertainty to it. This you won't have much control over, but what you do as this uncertainty comes down on you is what you can control. It's not about the cards you were dealt, but how you play them that matters. When you see a decision as an absolute thing, like the end or beginning of something, it will feel very anxious to possibly make the wrong decision. This is why it's important to remember that the point is to be adaptable and to roll with what happens. And a second thing to keep in mind, what makes a decision so hard to make is often that you think it's permanent. Something that can help make a decision feel less anxious is to realize that most decisions can be walked back. If you notice that the decision you made isn't the one you wanted, there's often ways for you to walk the whole thing or parts of the decision back. I'm not saying that it's always easy. What I'm inviting you to keep in mind is that most of the time, you get more than one chance for getting things right. Another thing I'm sure you've heard me say before is there are no failures. There's only feedback. Any decision you make is that, feedback and data, informing you of its efficacy. If things didn't go the way you intended, great, now you know that. And perhaps you even know how to avoid making the same outcome repeat itself. That is a valuable lesson, a valuable part of the decision-making process. Here's a tip 
to use when trying to use your consciousness and logic to make your next decision. In the book Decisive, How to Make Better Choices in Life and Work, the authors share a framework they call the 10-10-10 rule. Here they invite you to consider the impact of your decision in 10 minutes, 10 months and 10 years. This approach can help you balance short-term and long-term considerations and make more informed choices. Here are some additional prompts that can help the 10-10-10 rule to be even more helpful. Select a decision with two options. Visualize you choose the first one. Who would you tell? What would you say to them? What would you tell them you're most excited about concerning the decision? Next, reflect on how the decision has worked out after 10 months. Then think ahead to 10 years down the line and imagine how happy you are and what contribution the decision made. Finally, jot down any ideas or reflections that come up. Now, you can repeat the prompts for the second option and see whichever comes out as a more aligned decision. And I invite you to take at least one concrete action in the next 24 hours to make your decision real. Acting on your decision will allow you to gather feedback and data. A second exercise to consider is to take time to be present and calm. Breathe and sit comfortably. Place one hand over your heart and the other one on your belly. Thinking about the decision you're considering. Think about the options. Now, visualize yourself doing the thing you're considering by saying out loud or quietly to yourself, I am quitting my job to start my own business. Did you feel a sensation somewhere in your body? Somewhere in your head, heart or gut? Was there a constriction or a feeling of expansion? Did it feel heavy or light? Now, repeat the exercise and this time you say, I am not quitting my job and I am not starting my own business. How did that feel? Heavy or light? Constricting or expansive? Was there a push or a pull towards it? Here's the thing that I would love for you to see when it comes to decision-making. More often than not, you do know what you want to do. It's only when your conditioned mind, the protectiveness of your ego comes into the mix, that you start doubting or questioning what you know you want to do. Or it's the time you start justifying, going the opposite direction, because it's what's expected. It's what you should do. I've come to see that we do in fact know what options we prefer. And in the cases when we don't, when the situation truly comes down to a 50-50 split, it's just no option that you prefer. They're equally good or bad for that matter. And you're simply unable to make a decision. Then flip a coin. I mean, if it's a 50-50 split, you might as well let chance decide and go with it, right? Chances are that once you take a step into the direction of whichever option the coin decided for you, you'll immediately be receiving feedback about the decision and you're on your way to know more. And here's a small fun fact. 
even when you're leaving the decision-making to chance with the help of a coin toss, I'm sure that if you mid-air check in with yourself, there's one side that you're hoping it will land on. Am I wrong? And again, don't worry if you still don't have a preference. As with Alice in Wonderland, when Alice came to a fork in the road and saw a Cheshire cat in a tree, Alice asked, Which road do I take? Where do you want to go? The cat replied. I don't know, Alice answered. Well, in that case, the cat said, it doesn't matter which road you take. You can let the coin decide for you, if you truly have no preference. The way I see it, either you know which choice you want, or you don't. If you don't, then any decision will help you figure out the viability of the said choice. That's a win. And if you do know what you actually want, either by slowing down, checking in with what feels heavy or light, or by consulting your values, or flipping a coin only to realise that you're indeed hoping for it to land with a certain side up, then go ahead and do that. Make that decision. And if it turns out that you didn't like the decision you made, you can change your mind. There are no right or wrong decisions. There's only what is, this present moment. Thinking there's a right or wrong decision will indeed cause a lot of suffering and anxiety, and it will keep you stuck and trapped from ever figuring out what might be a good direction to start walking in. I mean, there's humility in understanding that we can't possibly know what decisions is right or wrong. We can't possibly know, predict or see all the potential consequences of making that one decision. So don't put all that pressure on yourself. And now, with that weight off your shoulders, you'll have more space and bandwidth to hear what decision feels like a push or a pull, constrictive or expansive. When someone comes to me struggling with making a decision, I often ask them, by when do you need to make a decision? If they don't actually have a deadline, then what's the rush? I'd like to make the decision, and, and I'd like to know what to do now. Why make a decision before you know what to do? Give it time. And until you know more, be open. Avoid putting unnecessary pressure on yourself. And avoid confusing what you want with what you think you should want. When you know, you know. And then you can make the decision. Or, they tell me, I need to make a decision on Monday. And I say, well, today's Friday, so you don't have to make a decision today, right? And if you don't know what you want to do, why would you try and make a decision? Clear your mind. In fact, take your mind off of the whole thing for a few days. See what happens. Once Monday comes around, it's time for that decision. And then you ask yourself, what would you like to do? I might give them any of the exercises that I've shared in this episode to help them slow down and listen to themselves better, which might help in the moment of making the decision. And finally, if they still don't know. Meaning, 
There is absolutely no preference, no hidden desire or secret hoping for a certain option. Then, flip a coin, and let chance decide for you. But just for fun, which way do you hope it lands, heads or tails? It doesn't matter which way the coin landed. The feeling you had while it was in the air, and the feeling after it landed, will tell you all you need to know. The profound yet simple truth that I was talking about in the beginning of this episode about decision making is simply this: decision making is hard, but only when you think you should know which decision to make, as if you already didn't know. And if it's true you don't know, then don't make a decision just yet. Why would you? Thanks for listening to Inside the Comfort Zone with me, Adam Kowalik, and I'll be back next week with another regular episode. If you like the show, please follow and rate it on Spotify. And if you have a friend who you think should hear what we spoke about today, please share it with them. The best way to get the episode as soon as possible is to subscribe to Inside the Comfort Zone via Spotify or whatever podcast app you like to use. Check out some of the previous episode by visiting insidethecomfort.zone. Visit the website insidethecomfort.zone or click the link in the show notes for a chance to send me your questions and feedback as a voice message. And with your permission, if it's valuable for our listeners, your content might be featured in an up. Upcoming episode. Inside the Comfort Zone was brought to you by Adam Kowalik, life coach, speaker, and author on a mission to redefine personal and professional development. Thank you for being you, and please keep it up. Talk more soon.